Did you know that studies have shown affirmations can profoundly influence your psychological well-being, enhancing self-confidence and reducing anxiety? Here at Positive Birth Australia, we have crafted a 20-minute birth affirmations track filled with soulful, carefully curated affirmations to empower, inspire, and guide you to deeply remember the power you hold within. And to my fellow belly birth mothers, we have created a track specifically for you to honor that all birth is a sacred moment of profound significance. For only $5, you can download and immerse yourself in our affirmations track to transform your mindset in the lead up to birth and during labor, serving as a potent reminder of the inherent power and love you possess. Visit us at www.positivebirthaustralia.com or head to the show notes and follow the link provided to start your journey toward a more empowered birth experience. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, a podcast created to empower and educate mothers along their own pregnancy journey. Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back, guys. I have a quick episode for you today featuring a beautiful friend of mine who birthed both of her babies within a hospital environment, the second being a healing, calm water birth. I hope you guys enjoy her journey. Thank you so much for joining me on today's show, So That's all right. Thanks for having me. Do you want to just quickly tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you're from and who's in your family? Yeah. Um, my name's Sophie. I'm 31. My um, family is myself, my husband, and two kids. Beautiful. They are uh, 20 months and two months, so they're 18 months apart. Oh, Wow. Oh, you guys didn't muck around? No, no. You've got a little boy and girl. <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, so my son is the older one. He's 20 months old, Franco, and my daughter Gigi was born in May. Awesome. Do you want to take us to Franco's birth? That wasn't a positive experience for you, was it? So it it was kind of – it was traumatic, I think, for both of us. Um, right. So it was – we found out at 40 weeks that our son had a ectopic heartbeat and basically mm. they told us, don't Google that at all. Just go home, um, you know, wait for him to be born, assume that everything's going to be fine because it could be nothing. Wow. Um, or if you Google it, you might find out that, you know, it can be something really, really terribly wrong with his heart. So, Did you Google um, it? No, we didn't. We managed to kind of oh, stay wow. away Good from Googling you. it. We We went straight to made my husband come to church with me immediately and oh, went and babe. bought a whole bunch of Catholic uh, little things to Pray carry about. constantly with yeah. me and said the rosary a million times. So, wow. Um. How did they only pick that up at 40 weeks? Is that normal? I don't really know anything about So apparently it can just be what they told us. It can just start be a little bit of an electrical firing off in the, the thing oh, that makes the heartbeat. Yes, I um, have heard of that. And it can kind of just go a little bit off Um so, and that's what it was with Franco. Luckily, we found out, you know, after he was born, he's he's fine. There's nothing wrong with him. But leading up to his birth, we weren't ever going to know until he was born. So we wow. really, um, you know, I had wanted to have a completely natural birth, but that forced my hand in that because I really didn't want to have there 
be a chance that he might need resuscitation at birth with a a heart problem. Oh, right. So you elected for a C-section? No, no. So it was a natural birth, um, Mm -hmm. but it was just drug-free. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so we didn't have any uh, epidural or uh, morphine or anything because of the possibility of that wow. making his heart rate drop and, um, you know, potentially needing resuscitation. Did they want to do a um, C-section because of his heart or no, were they so saying he'll be fine? They said he's still fine to be born completely Natural. naturally um, wow. and it was really on us. They didn't tell us we weren't able to have any drugs but it was on us that we didn't want him to need anything extra at birth because already with the ectopic heartbeat they told us that a pediatrician would need to be present at his birth and he would be taken straight Straight from me to have an ECG. Wow. Um, You planned Franco, didn't you? Yeah, so Franco was planned. Uh, Gigi was a bit more of a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Franco was planned and uh, my my pregnancy with him was was really traumatic through – a lot of it, there was a lot of different points in the pregnancy where he stopped moving for a while and we went and got checked out. Um, oh, and gosh. then I developed uh, a thing called irritable uterus at okay. 30 weeks, which What's basically that? is contractions okay. from 30 weeks constantly. Like um, proper contractions? Proper contractions, <gasps> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, and we. So, did you think kept... you were going into labour when that started? Yeah, yeah. Wow. How does that how does that come about? Is it just like a random thing? Like luck of the uh, draw? Or? Yeah, basically. So it's apparently it's a complete luck of the draw thing and there is no medical intervention. There's nothing that they can do to stop it. Basically what we were told when it started was eventually this will put you most likely put you into premature labor. And oh my gosh. I got to 41. <laughs> so it it didn't work. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, but I ended up getting acupuncture to treat it because they said that there was no western mm-hmm. medicine treatment for it. Yeah, okay. And that did that help? It did. It did. The contractions went away from about 35 weeks. Um oh, cool. which was really good because I was What are we talking like contractions like all day long or yeah. like was it every and hour? At about or? like 5 minutes apart. So just constantly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. That is like the worst thing you could get. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, you poor thing. It was horrendous. And they just, all of our obstetricians, obstetrician midwives and stuff just kept saying, well, that's that's just what you've got to deal with now. There's nothing we can do. Oh, my gosh. So when you went into labour, were you like, been there, done that? I've been doing this for weeks. Uh, I think up up until maybe maybe five or six centimetres, I think I was like that. And then I quickly realised yeah. that it was... It's getting more intense. It's going to get a lot worse. <laughs> oh, um, my gosh. That is crazy. I've never heard of that. Yeah, apparently it's quite rare, um, but just unlucky. Well, good on lucky. you for getting to 41 weeks. That's awesome. Because yeah. I know once you hit 40, especially with first baby, you're like, okay, when's this baby coming? Yeah, well, he actually ended up coming the day before they kind of told us to book in the um, induction. induction. So luckily he came on naturally and didn't have to have the, the extra drugs yeah, to bring him on. Yeah, that's so good. Just How good. long was your labour with him? Uh, about 20, 20 hours, 21 hours. <gasps> wow, I felt that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think my I mentally checked out because I went yeah. into transition. Uh, my transition was about four hours with Franco. So Shit. it was ridiculously long and my mind just... 
I left. Like my my body was still there. It was doing what it needed to do, but my mind was Mm. just checked out. Yeah. So do you want to take us through your labour? So I went into labour. Well, my waters broke actually. So my waters broke at home and then Mm -hmm. I had to go into hospital because they say you just got to get checked out. You know, they might Mm -hmm. send you home, but you just got to get checked out if your waters break. Um, Mm -hmm. So we went in and they checked me out and they were going to send us home, but they then they said, oh, we'll do an internal and just make sure um, that you're not too far dilated. And because I think at that point I was only two centimetres dilated, but we lived, because we birthed Franco at the MARTA, we lived half an hour away. Oh, yeah. And so they said, look, we don't really, because it's your first, we don't really want you to leave in case it progresses really quickly because you've gotten to two centimetres within, you know, the drive up to the hospital Mm. basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and so, yeah, we were we were, got put into a room. Luckily, we didn't go in, straight into birth suite. We went just up to the ward, and they turned all the light. We got to turn all the lights off and kind of try to keep my labour progressing. Yeah, which was good. Um, but yeah, did then, you do any prep with him? Like, did you because you knew you were going to have a natural birth? Had you done any like hypnobirthing or read any books, or were you just going in? I had. I didn't do any of the hypnobirthing classes, but I had uh, hypnobirthing CDs that my sister had given me because she did hypnobirthing. Oh yeah, cool. Um, and, and then did I you had. Find they helped. I think I was. I just couldn't fathom what was going to really happen, even though we'd done mm. antenatal classes and yeah. you know, so I, true. Yeah, it just was so such a completely new experience that I don't yeah. think it I could really call upon those things. I definitely think I did with Gianna. Like the second time round I was able to think about that stuff. Yeah, but. got you. So was he taken off you straight away then? Yeah. So they when he was born, um, they the pediatrician checked him out immediately and then uh, we went up to the ward and they took him away again at that point to do another ECG. I think they had to do like four while we were in hospital. Um, So one immediately when he was born, one a few hours later, and then two within the next five days that we were there. Um, And that was probably the scariest point because they took him away. Ariel went with him, but they they both went away for about, it felt like about two hours. I think it was probably only about half an hour. But (laughs) I ended up asking him, a midwife to go and take me to wherever they'd taken him to. Oh, that's the worst. I was freaking out a bit that something had happened to him. Or... So he was okay though? Yeah, He's... yeah, completely fine. Um, apparently it can just be something that they develop and it goes away. Oh, that's so interesting. So with Gigi, did you – so she was a surprise. Yeah, so so we <laughs> – um, I had just gone back to work and Ari was having – he, he had his extra leave. So he had 14 weeks off um, for his company, gives him 14 weeks paid paternity leave, which is amazing. <gasps> Dale got that too. How good was it? So good. It's just a, oh. such a wonderful thing for companies to actually acknowledge. Yes, I agree. There's just not enough of them. Yeah. So um, he, with Franco, he took four weeks at the start with me and then he actually had almost three months alone when I went back to work. So he was the stay-at-home parent for a little while oh my god I Um, love that yeah it was really good for them it was really good for their bonding and um and also for our relationship for him to for Ari to really understand what yeah you go through as a mum you know that that when you call someone at five o'clock in the afternoon to ask where they are it's (laughs) it's a valid call (laughs) um but yeah so we I'd just gone back to work and I was off with Franco and Franco got 
gastro. Um, and <laughs> then that was the day that we found out that I was pregnant again. So oh was, my it was all a bit, um, a bit hectic, but you know, we, yeah, wow. yeah, we wanted more kids. So it was, it, it wasn't unwanted. It was unplanned. No. But, and it was, our obstetrician had said, you know, that you should give yourself 18 months or 18 months from birth to birth to heal. So oh, okay. we were kind of, well, yeah, right. That's, at least we'll have that gap. You've done it. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. And was your pregnancy different this time around? It was, the the whole pregnancy was completely different. It was co- yeah. very, um, like, minimal intervention. We didn't really have, I didn't go in to have anything checked out because um, mm. I felt like I knew my body and I knew what being pregnant was a bit more. You kind of trust um, your intuition a little bit more the second time around. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't worried when, you know, if she didn't seem like she was moving for a little while. I just thought, oh, yeah, she's just sleeping. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus you've also got a toddler to look after, so it kind of changes the ball game, doesn't it? Yeah, you don't really uh, – I felt I felt more guilt of not looking out for her movements as much because I was yes. so focused on Franco and then I'd kind yeah. of – the only times I really worried about her movements, I think it was more I hadn't been trying to notice them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you sort of overthink it. yeah. Like, have I felt her move today? Yes. Did yeah. you find out what you were having? We did, yeah. I'm, I'm just not really capable of not knowing things. I really Me too. like to plan everything and know what's yeah. what's coming. So oh, you know, power to all so the people exciting. that can wait till they're born. But that's not. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I could not. There's absolutely no way I could do that. Not yeah. for nine months. No. I'd definitely find out and be secretly keeping it to myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't do this time around. We didn't do the NITS test. Um, and at, at about 16 weeks, I was ready to just do it for the sake of doing it just to find out. Mm-hmm. But we waited till 20 weeks to find out she was. Oh, good on you. That's still impressive. I was 10 weeks, all my babies, as soon as I could. Yeah. So did any of the issues you had with your previous pregnancy come up with hers? Yeah, I, I always, with both of them, I had really bad morning sickness, um, oh, which yeah. lasted probably till about 20 weeks. Oh, um, bugger. But I think with Gigi, but like you said, I've already got a toddler. I just mm. toughed it out a bit more. I did take um, anti-nausea tablets with her, uh, which I didn't do with Franco. Um, mm-hmm. just because it, I need to be able to function. Yeah, you uh, couldn't go but, have a nap if you needed to. No, not at all. It was, yeah. It still needed to go to work, still needed to take care of a little boy. And and did you have the um, contractions again? No, luckily I didn't. Um, and she didn't develop that heartbeat issue either. So, you know, we, awesome. there were the things that we were looking out for um, and it just didn't eventuate, which was really good. We were yeah. really lucky there. And did you do any more preparation this time around? I think it was it wasn't so much prep as in you know more research or more courses because um, mm-hmm. we just didn't really have time to do it. I think um, okay, yeah, but because you had a water birth with her, I did, yeah. So we ended up we decided to go public with Gianna because um, in the Redlands we they'd just done all the water birthing suites they'd just done them all up that's right and so it was much more likely that we would get a water birth there and we didn't want a lot of the things that we wanted for our first birthing experience were the complete opposite with the second you know with with Franco we wanted to be in hospital a little bit longer because we'd never had a baby we didn't know what questions we wanted to ask we wanted to be able to have that backup of the midwives for a little bit longer yeah um 
Sorry, can you hear my dog snoring? No. Okay. <laughs> it's really loud. But if I do, now we know what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, with Jana, we wanted to be in and out of there as quickly as we possibly could. Um, yeah. You know, we wanted yeah. to, we knew that, I think, you know, we both knew that my body could do it. We'd gone through it before and, mm. um, yeah, we just kind of felt that going back up to the martyr wasn't really the, the thing that we wanted necessary. To, yeah, it wasn't necessary and it was going to be yeah. further away from Franco. We'd have to leave sooner. We'd have to be there longer. Like Yeah. So when did you end up going into labour with her? Uh, so I, I went on mat leave the on the Friday. We had one day off work. Um, where we ended wow. up just thinking that she would be the same as Franco. We didn't really, mm. you know, make it a proper day of it. We ended up cleaning our shoes and throwing out a bunch <laughs> of shoes and, you know, not really making any time for each yeah. other on our what would be our last day. Um, wow. Then we, I went into labour that night. I was just kind of joking about it and saying, look, I think I'm having con- some contractions and they just started getting stronger and stronger and I was like oh right this is I'm actually in labor (laughs) they got quite close overnight and I didn't I wasn't really able to sleep and I thought to myself look I've I think this is going to happen so I went and woke Ariel up about 6 a.m and said we've got to ring your mum to come and take care of Franco um you know we've got to kind of get ready to go yeah and then as the sun came up everything slowed down again Mm, how annoying is that so yeah so my mother-in-law came over and she was there ready to take care of our son from about 7am mm-hmm. and when everything slowed down I just didn't want to I didn't want to go up and didn't want to be in hospital as long as I had with Franco so mm-hmm. we just kind of hung out and you know played with my son and cooked a whole bunch um, and I just put on music dance music to get through the contractions so nice. we just were dancing around the house whenever I had a contraction, just kind of tried to move through it as much as I possibly could. Oh, that's awesome. Um, that really, really helped with her, just consistently moving mm-hmm. my body along with the the contraction. Yeah, um, so good. And then I think too, like I was just trying to count through them as well and go, you know, you, just mentally going, well, my body can deal with anything, mentally I can deal with anything for a certain amount of time. So exactly, it'll yeah. finish just like yeah. count through it and get through these different these difficult points yeah that's awesome because so many women have different techniques to deal with pain and yeah counting that's a cool one I definitely found that when I for me personally when I tried to do more breathing and focus on the breathing I focused more on the pain oh interesting so for me I had to do something to not think about mm. pain it was more of a you know just get through this time and this time is just however many seconds you count through and that yeah, then it's finished. Yeah, right. That makes so much sense. Um, and that worked really well. Uh, and I think in the back of my mind, I kind of just wanted to keep getting through until it was just unbearable. So yeah. we just stuck it out, stuck it out. And then it got to the point where I kind of, the pain was so bad that I couldn't count through them, mm. you know, I, the longer I counted, it just felt like it wasn't going to finish. So we, that was the point that we decided to go to the hospital. Yeah, right. Um, and it only really got, you know, completely unbearable in the car ride mm-hmm. to the hospital. I think I'd been been able to manage it all the way through there. And then when we got in the car to go to the hospital, 
that's when it really kicked off. Um, Someone met us at the door with a wheelchair, luckily, and it went straight up uh, (laughs) to birth suite. We'd already Mm -hmm. rung to ask for them to start filling up the pool. So um, when we got there, it was about half full. And then they just did, you know, the kind of normal check. So they have to make sure that you actually are in labor. And um, I could hear the pool being filled up in the background. So I was just got, all I kept kind of thinking to myself was just let me get in in there. Yeah. Just let me get in there. Let's let me get into the pool. I just, Mm. I know that that's going to make it better. So, um, so yeah, we got through all that stuff. And luckily at that point when they did an examination, I was already eight centimeters dilated. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was really good. You know, I knew at that point it was not going to be too much longer um mm-hmm. and so how long were you in labor for so we went to i think i'd gone like i'd started feeling contractions about eight o'clock the night before and mm. we went to the hospital about 2 p.m oh okay so yeah i think it was 18 hours or something mm-hmm. um yeah so then when we got into the pool it was it was maybe maximum four contractions and then it was just pushing time and she was here. Oh. And it was so incredibly easy compared to Franco's birth. And wow. Just... So you sort of listened to your body this time and let your body tell you when you were ready to push. Yeah, Did you absolutely. get that sensation with Franco's birth? Yeah, no. With Franco, because like I said, my mind had kind of, you know, taken me away mm-hmm. um, because I just couldn't handle the pain with him. Yeah. Um, it was definitely more my midwife and obstetrician telling me what needed to happen with Franco. And my contractions had slowed down so much with him by the time that he actually, we needed to push that it felt like, you know, even when he was kind of Mm. half out, it took about five minutes for the next contraction. Oh, ouch. Yeah. (laughs) And poor Ariel's watching and he's (laughs) freaking out to the doctors and the midwife asking if he's okay. More that, you know, his. His head was fully out and it was kind of around his neck and that's why I was asking the midwife if I was going to choke him <laughs> and if he was going to be okay. Oh, I love it. So you feel like it was a pretty different experience between the two births? Yeah, it was. It was, mm. you know, having those internal processing moments of like, oh, this is this is what it feels like and this is how yeah. it's going to happen. And, um, yeah. and my waters didn't break with Jana until I was in the pool. Oh, okay. So it was kind of that moment of I felt like what it was like to have the waters kind of break really intensely yeah. um, because with Franco, they'd, my waters had broken, but it was more like a, a trickle for yeah, a, a okay. long time. Whereas um, once I got into the pool with Janet, it was like a burst. It was, mm-hmm. you know, it was the type of thing that I was glad I was in the pool for. Otherwise it would have <laughs> been everywhere. And did things amp up straight after that? Yeah, absolutely. It was, she was, I think she was born in the next contraction. Oh, after my waters amazing. Break. I didn't have to wait. It wasn't like... Um, Franco's birth where I had to he kind of got half out and then I had to wait for another contraction she came out there were two pushes within the same contraction and then she was out and with the water birthing um I didn't even realize this until we were in birth suite but I caught her I was the first person to touch her and take her out of the water they don't they don't intervene they don't um no one kind of goes in and gets your baby you get to Mm. be the first person to touch them and I don't think with because of what had happened with Franco I didn't let anyone take her until about two hours after she was born she didn't even get weighed she latched immediately so she was already having a drink um Mm. you know within a couple of minutes after being born and like I did have a tear with her so I was Mm -hmm. lying down feeding her while they 
um, sorted that business out. And did you have to wait long for your placenta to come then if she latched straight away? No, no, that was that was really speedy. And mm. I don't know if it was something about how, you know, calm and mm. beautiful the birth was, but we had never talked about doing it before and my husband decided he was going to keep the placenta. Oh, bless him. <laughs> like, oh, okay. That would have been because he was feeling all the oxytocin. He was getting sentimental. I don't know. <laughs> So what did you guys do with it? Did you bury it? Yeah, yeah, it's under it's under some trees in our backyard. Yeah, that's beautiful. And how did Franco get to come up or did you guys take her home? We took her home. So we, we wanted to go home within six hours and we were planning on leaving that night. But because it was at night time, they couldn't do any of the checks. So they couldn't have a pediatrician come and do any, any assessment of her at all. Um, mm-hmm. They couldn't do her hearing test. And so basically they said, you're going to have to come back up to the hospital if you leave. Mm-hmm. So we just okay. decided to stay overnight, which was definitely um, not really in our plan at all because, Franco had never spent a night away from us. Um, oh, okay. He spent a night away from Ari because he's gone away for work, but I had never been away from him at all. How did he go? Ari ended up having to leave the hospital and go and put him to sleep, like get him down to sleep because mm. um, he just really didn't want Wouldn't. to abide yeah. it but it's I a think, big transition yeah he ended up are you were you breastfeeding no no Did no we my milk dried up at about three or four months pregnant it just was gone and yeah um, yeah mine did too yeah but that didn't stop Bella. <laughs> she just waited. She waited for that colostrum to come in <laughs> and then she was like here it is cool I'm back to it <laughs> would you recommend water birth Absolutely. I wish I could have had one um, Mm. with Franco as Mm. well. And do you feel like that sort of helped you transition into family life of four because you had that beautiful empowering experience and you were able to sort of, you know, focus on your baby rather than any trauma you just experienced? Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we were able to come home immediately and um, transition into just family life. And, you know, we were up going for walks together and going to you know, getting getting out of the house again from I think she was home for three days or something before we were all doing that. So. And because we went within our catchment, um, we were eligible for the midwives at home. Whereas when we went to the MARTA, because we were outside of MARTA catchment, they don't send their midwives at home to the Redlands. So we didn't have any yeah. of that um, when we had Franco. So that was really good. You know, having having I think she had three visits from. Um, midwives just to do those little extra checks and ask questions if you had anything that you didn't Mm. have time to ask in hospital yeah and is there any advice that you would give to any first-time mums out there I think you know just to be you've got to be gentle on yourself because like we were saying you know with my first birth and you know most people's first birth you don't know what you're in for Mm -hmm. so um you know it's it's just your your body is capable of so much more than your mind yes believes it is Mm -hmm. uh so you know just have that extra faith in yourself and be forgiving of yourself and Mm -hmm. you'll get through it you will no matter what you will survive it you will get through it and Mm -hmm. that baby will come out (laughs) (laughs) so you know i think as long as you keep that in the back of your mind yeah you'll get through labor yeah Yeah. and like in any way that you give birth that's all valid like it yes you will definitely okay those babies will be okay i love it thank you so much so for coming on today and sharing your amazing journey with us thanks for having me hun 
That brings us to the end of today's episode, guys. For those of you choosing to birth within a hospital environment, I hope you feel inspired by Soph's beautiful, calm water birth. I'll see you guys next week for another episode of Positive Birth Australia.